Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I am so pleased you are here. In today's session, do you sometimes wonder if you are really living? Really living according to what matters to you? Really making the most out of this life? Do you sometimes find that you let the little things get in the way of how you want to live? In today's session, a reminder of what matters and a challenge for each of us to really look at the choices we are making. Let's walk. What a glorious day to be out and moving our body. And of course, not everyone is able to move, given that it is COVID-19 time or coronavirus time, or just some of us are not able to move as well today. So we are just going to be grateful for however we can move and feeling our feet on the ground And if you are new to the last 8% morning, this is a morning routine where we do three things. We integrate movement, going for a walk, mindfulness, and some of the mental training exercises that we've long used with athletes and individuals and organizations. Why? So that we can build emotional intelligence, so we can be more skillful in those more difficult moments that we face, our last 8% moments. And of course, by bringing mindfulness into our life, it'll help us hopefully with all of the other 92% of the moments we face. So for now, we're just walking. We're feeling our feet on the ground. Standing tall, feeling our belly rise and our belly fall. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, non-reactively. And as John Kabat-Zinn would say, as if our lives depended on it. And I would agree with John. I think our lives do depend on, are we present in this moment? Because our goal here is not just to be calm or to relax by doing mindfulness. It's a bit of a myth of mindfulness. Now, it might happen that we end up feeling calm and relaxed, but that's not the goal. The goal is to be in wiser relationship to our moments, to the challenging situations or conversations or decisions we need to make. And it is emotions that get in our way. 
And so we want to help you build emotional intelligence so we can live more in alignment with what matters to us. So just walking, just feeling our feet. And we can tune in now to our whole body from head to toe using the two barometers that we use. That actually, the only two barometers that the body or the brain can process, which is calm, not calm, as one of the barometers. So just feel in your body. Do you feel calm to neutral to not calm in terms of body sensations? And we're not trying to change anything. We're just noting, maybe breathing it into that area, but not trying to change. That's one of the barometers. The other is pleasant, neutral, unpleasant. So again, just kind of scan your whole body. And you might notice that there are areas that are pleasant or neutral or unpleasant. And we're just paying attention. And as I am walking in the woods, I'm spotting two ducks that are about 10 meters away from me. They've kind of come up from, no, from, where, where, from where I'm not sure. But they're ever so beautiful. Wow. So we're just paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. And so this is the mindfulness part of being mindful of belly and body. And now we're going to move to our idea of the day. And I'm going to sit down for this because I want to read something to you. And this idea of the day and this reading comes from Victoria Safford. From her book, Walking Toward Morning. I want to thank Dallas Bergen and Sean Newton of First Unitarian in Toronto, which is where I first heard this lovely, lovely reading. In a cemetery once, an old one in New England, I found a strangely soothing epitaph. The name of the deceased and her dates had been scoured away by wind and rain. But there was a carving of a tree with roots and branches, and among them the words, She attended well and faithfully to a few worthy things. At first this seemed to me a little meager, a little stingy on the part of her survivors. But I wrote it down and have thought about it since. And now I can't imagine a more proud or satisfying legacy. She attended well and faithfully to a few worthy things. Every day I stand in danger of being struck by lightning and having the obituary in the local paper say for all the world to see, she attended frantically and ineffectually to a great many unimportant, meaningless details. How do you want your obituary to read? He got all the dishes washed and dried before playing with his children in the evening. She balanced her checkbook with meticulous precision and never missed a day of work. Missed a lot of sunsets. Missed a lot of love. Missed a lot of risk. Missed a lot. But her money was in order. 
She answered all her calls, all her emails, all her voicemail, but along the way she forgot to answer the call to service and compassion and forgiveness, first and foremost, of herself. He gave and forgave sparingly, without radical intention, without passion or conviction. She could not or would not hear the calling of her heart. How will it read? How does it read? And if you had to name a few worthy things to which you attended well and faithfully, what, I wonder, would they be? Again, that's Victoria Safford, Walking Toward Morning. The book, and this is actually called Set in Stone, so if you're looking to find that. So as we're walking, feeling our body tall, thinking about these words... I think this is a great challenge to us about whether we're really living according to our values and our purpose. Are we living according to what we think other people want us to do? Balance our checkbook, get the dishes done, finish our emails. And of course, I'm not saying we shouldn't be responsible, but are we finding that balance? Are we taking the necessary risk in our lives, following our passions or our deeper purpose? Are we making enough time and space to find our deeper purpose? This is one of the reasons why I challenge each of us to get up every morning and walk and think about how are we living? How do I want to live today? Are we able to get out of our head and think about how we can be of service to others? Being less driven by fear and anxiety and more by love and compassion. So this is my challenge to us as we are doing our last 8% morning. Are we living in alignment with what matters? Are we thinking about maybe not ourselves, and this is almost going to sound contradictory, but are we thinking about how we can be of service to others? How we can use our gifts, our unique gifts, to be of service to others? It's very common when we are under stress, or pressure of COVID-19 or anything, that we get self-referential, that we start to think first and foremost about ourselves. And, and it makes sense because our brain is trying to predict what's going on so it can save us. It can help our body survive and flourish. So it's not a bad thing. It just is. But that's why we need to develop these skills of managing our emotions so that we can step beside ourselves in these moments when it is all too easy for us to get self-referential. This can be one of the ways that we serve the world just by being better in these really difficult moments. Because I don't know about you, but when I have been with people under pressure of 
whether it be an Olympic Games or the global financial crisis or a family challenge, it is so wonderful to be with someone who they're able to step beside themselves and really be of service to others. Really think about how is this affecting other people. And so that will be our challenge today. Can we live in a way that fits with what matters to us? So let's move now to our final part of our BIG structure, which is gratitude. Right now, come up with five, five things that you're grateful for. Could be people, could be opportunities, could be something small. It could be ducks that are 10 meters away from you as you go for a walk. So as we finish, let's see if there are some things that we can choose to focus on and attend to faithfully with energy, with great purpose. And let's bring this energy into the day. Have a wonderful day.